Epic Stuff podcast with your host, Mike Drohan. Together, we'll explore the stories and journeys of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Jake Waters and Ebony Campisi are your typical modern-day teenagers, albeit with one significant difference. They both train in the ancient art of eight limbs, or Muay Thai, a full-contact martial art born on the battlefields of Southeast Asia. Muay Thai is well known for its beautiful pre-fight warm-up routines or Y crew, its strange and exotic soundtrack of supporting traditional horn music which builds and slows in concert with the action in the ring, and its wicked spinning elbows, spear knees and savage clinch techniques which more often than not result in loss of consciousness to the losing combatant or nakmoi. In an era where direct human interaction is in decline, and the value of traditional educational institutions continually under question, the practice of an ancient martial art is providing the answers for these two young guns, actively pursuing their epic journeys in the brave new world. This is the Doing Epic Stuff podcast with your host, Mike Drohan. But there's not per se, in in like the year 10 that's high school or whatever, or the years before, there hasn't been part of your syllabus saying, you've got these devices, here's how you cope with them. Here's how you control them. That hasn't really been part of the, no. the school course per se. No. no. Which is interesting because it's it's always so topical. It's always in the news and there's a lot of stuff about distraction and all the negative side, rarely focused on the positive side. Yeah. To be honest, if you ask me what the positive side is compared to say learning from books, I don't really know what that would be. Other than things like um, you just were able to show uh, Jake an app that potentially will help him to learn maths yeah. in a way that suits the way he wants to learn maths yeah. better. It's not going to help me learn. <laughs> yeah, it does. It gives you like the formulas and everything. <laughs> Maybe it will make maths easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pen's how you want to use it. So yeah. how, what, what happens in class with, with digital devices? Do you learn from iPads and things like that? Um, so we all get laptops. Mm. So there's what's it called at our school. Um, there's a program where everyone, you can just bring in a device and that's what's used, but it has to be like a computer or an iPad or something. Okay. And that's what everyone uses. Most people have computers, but um, thing is, like, it's like every two seconds the teachers are telling like kids to get yeah. off games and other things. Right, of yeah. course, because it's their device, right? Yeah. Class that are really so you bad. see people in the right. back of the yeah. classrooms like this. Yeah. And they're and like, like, what are you doing? They're like, PUBG, PUBG. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. Like Apex Legends, yeah. mid maths. Yeah. So that's always going to be a problem, right? If, if the school doesn't control the devices and issue the devices, yeah. how do they possibly think that you're not going to use what's on there that you've personally put on there? Yeah. Yeah, well, our school has a lot of like trust in their students. And I guess the if they don't want right. to learn and if they want to do the wrong thing, then mm. they're going to fail and it's their It's fault. their choice. Yeah. This is the tricky, and I think this is kind of the, the question that educators and people struggle with in general is that how much... How much uh, slack do you give a child, or not even a child, like you guys aren't children, Uh, how much slack do you give a teenager Mm. to make that decision themselves versus forcing them to learn a certain way? Now, there's kind of a juggling act there, isn't there? Because you don't want to be tiger mummed and just totally controlled and told how to do everything. And I think part of the reason you guys uh, have followed Muay Thai it's because you are empowered to make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the 
I think you guys go to a school which is probably a little bit less uh, standardized in terms of its structure and these yeah. sort of things. Would you agree? It's a little bit more like the students decide, yeah. have a lot of input as to how their yeah, learning framework rolls out. In year seven and eight and a bit of nine, the teachers are kind of like with laptops and everything, you know, get off it. You need to learn because you want to pass school and whatever. Mm. But now that you're in your 10, like, you're not a kid anymore. Yeah. And if you don't want to put in the work and if you just want to breeze through school, you can. Then do but that. Then, yeah. But if you actually want to do well and if you actually want to get your work done, then put your laptop away and listen. Right, yeah. right. And I think this is this is the other part of the, the equation, which is tricky too, is that that shit is so addictive, right? Yeah. So it's making it harder for you to, yeah. to put... Like, I struggle with it. Sometimes I just want to be like, hmm, I've got 10 minutes, I'll do this, I've got a few different tasks. Yeah. When, they, when there's entire corporate divisions making these apps addictive, which is what they're doing, right? They're making them like pokies. They're gamifying yeah. everything because they know it will get you back to it. I, I think the struggle is that you can only resist that so much when you're surrounded by it all the time. Um, but I guess this segues to, I think, the benefits of things like um, following uh, physical passion pursuits and things which get you out of the device mindset like Muay Thai, but also other yeah. things. Because I um, guess for that only three hours at Muay Thai, I don't look at my phone. Yeah, I don't see anyone looking at the phone. No. Only people who are looking at the phone would be the trainers yeah, if the they're just chilling and checking the yeah, yeah, either checking the time or they're between sessions or something and yeah. they're there all day anyway. Yeah. Um, it's probably the most device-free environment I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. In the modern time. Yeah. Like, um, <coughs> so I went to this new school that we go to in year nine, and before that, seven and eight, um, I went to this big Catholic boys' school, and it was shit. And um, there was compulsory sport there, so I did like um, cricket, basketball, what else, footy, all that fun stuff. Um, I never really liked it. I was just this little chubby kid that just kind of sat in the, the corner. The whole time. None of it was your jam. Huh? You were kind yeah, of like, this is not. Yeah. And it was very structured, right? Yeah. Like, you have to do this. <clears throat> yeah, so I um, moved schools because I also got in trouble a bit, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Why is that not surprising? <laughs> no, no, he's a good kid. <laughs> but, um, so I moved schools to this new school, and the first term I wasn't really doing any exercise or anything outside of school, and I got really bored, and mm. I've always wanted to try, like, MMA or, like, Muay Thai or anything like that. Um, and I used to do karate and boxing, but I didn't really like either of those. Mm. Um, but anyway, I went to this new gym, Dominance, and... I really liked it, and I remember I walked in, and I saw Ebony there, and I didn't realize that she like, did oh, it. what is he doing? <laughs> I'm never going to get this look out of my yeah, head. Yeah, I know. She stared. I remember it. Devil look. I was, I, was, like, I was, like, standing in the corner. I, I just walked in, yeah. and I was like... Because um, you were new to the school. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, right, really what? No, I had no. I kind of no. stood, like, a little half wave. And I was like... And then she was like... I had my glove on, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck is he doing here <laughs> yeah what is this um but yeah anyway i think i was just confused because i he was like the last person I yeah was i didn't even know that she trained ah, <laughs> of course yeah yeah um 
And that's one of the beauties of it, isn't it? That you, you meet people, like I see people coming to get changed. And I'm like, that kid's wearing a suit. Yeah, like all yeah. I see in him is, yeah. or her is Muay Thai shorts and yeah. trying to punch me in the face. Yeah. And that guy yeah. clearly is very yeah. fashionable dresser. Like what's yeah. going on? It's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's your other self. Almost. Yeah, I remember yeah. like sometimes some of the coaches walk past me. I've got my hair down and they don't even recognize me. Always <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, in fight mode. Yeah. Uh. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I always see the, like I always see um like some of the fighters walking through in like suits and um yeah. a lot of them are trading. Yeah, yeah, a lot of trading. They all wear like the um what is it like plaster covered yeah, overalls, fluoros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you look at them and you're like, they're tiny. They could really fight, yeah. but then when they put on the shorts and everything, it's like a little slug. Yeah, I yeah. think the lesson there is like. Man, like, never judge a book no, by its cover. No. Like, if you would ever get into a physical altercation that you can not avoid, so obviously the first yeah. thing you want to do is avoid it, no matter yeah. who it is, you just try and stop it from happening. Yeah. But past a certain point, it's happening. Yeah. I think you just try to do everything you can for it not to happen yeah. outside of a, a safe training environment like that because you just don't know, man. Like, these little peeps, like Ebbs... <laughs> You know, people just would not pick the ebbs. No, people think I'm like a ballerina. They're like, what do you do? Like dancing? I'm like, yeah. No, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a violent form of dancing in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, it is. In, in a way, yeah. I think. Um, okay, so just finish closing the loop on the phone stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about distraction and depression, negative stuff. Do you feel like there's any inherent benefit from the phones? Or uh, how much weight do you give that? Do you have mates who are like, wow, that, that Tim, like, he literally cannot pull himself away from the phone. We have someone in our class who, a few people in our class, who are so addicted. Right, you can like see, you, you guys out, can see, and you're you regularly using You go out with them on can, the weekend and hang mm. out with your friends, and they're just there on their phone the whole time. It's like, right. I'm here Even in social you. settings. Yeah. Wow, Get that's crazy, man. Yeah. Right. Well, you always hear it in, like, Restaurants and stuff. There are yeah. like couples that are there on like dates or whatever. And Phone dating. Yeah. And they yeah, opposite each other. Yeah. So so sad. Yeah. Right. So you 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 have witnessed, and you guys are heavy users yourself, obviously because you're digital natives. But you're not probably on the higher end of the usage scale comparative yeah, no, to some people. You've seen your peers using it and think this isn't healthy. <laughs> They're using it too much. Yeah. Right. Okay. And ultimately, do you think digital devices? are hindering or helping your ability to develop, your personal education development, any sort of education development? Um, I mean, we're kind of just, like, with everyone that's our age has just kind of grown up around it. And if you take away their phones, then it's like, well, it's an outside world. Um, Which is a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Like, different people kind of grow up with different things. Like, yeah. You wouldn't have grown up with phones or anything. So. I was pretty close to the cusp, but, but certainly as, as in primary school, there was no mobile yeah. phones. Yeah. Like my bro got one of the first Nokias and it was a brick. Yeah. Like it was a full yeah. on brick. I think he hit someone with it who tried to mug him. <gasps> and the phone was fine. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. But it, it's been in your life since birth, basically. So yeah. it's kind of hard right. to be objective and ask you that question. I get it. Right. I remember when my mom bought him like the first iPhone yeah. 3 or something. Yeah. Um, it was like amazing. Cause yeah. I, before that, the only device that I had was a DS. Oh, like yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. And I had a little, um, I got it for like my 8th birthday. 
and it had like a Mario game with it. And I was on that the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Addicted. Loving it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I love games too, so I get yeah, it. Like yeah. I totally get it. I can't, I don't spend much time on them anymore, but I go back to this one game and I play it and I play it like whenever I'm bored or like, not even bored, like I find it as a, like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Like if I've, if I've trained and I feel like I've done my work and I've got time to kill, I'm like, oh man, I'll smash out two hours. Yes. And <laughs> I get it. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, it's called Dawn of War. It's like a it's like a Warhammer game. It's like a mouse and keyboard strategy oh, yeah. kind of building game. I love that shit. I could, I could waste my life on that. Yeah. So I can recognize that that's a problem yeah. for me. Like I yeah. when I was in like year five and six and even seven, um, everyone was addicted to like Minecraft. Right. You know what? People have bugs. Yeah, there are some people Minecraft. that I still Minecraft and still getting yeah. back into it. It's wow. So funny. And someone from my primary school texted me the other day. He was like, Hey, do you still play Minecraft? <laughs> hey bro, you still Minecraft? <laughs> and I was like I was like, Yeah, sure. And he was like, Oh, I have this server, you should jump on it. And I went on it and it's crazy. They've built palaces <laughs> yeah. and worlds and Yeah, and it's and he was like, Oh, we stayed up till four AM building all this. And, um, so yeah, I need my sleep. Yeah, I'm a bit. Yeah. I need sleep too. I, mean, I stayed up till four at the <laughs> office the other day. See, I right. Don't, I don't watch You're much a zombie. TV. Yeah. I watch a lot of sitcoms. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> has their guilty pleasures. Yeah. I won't judge you, Jake. I watch a lot of sitcoms and yeah, you do cartoons. You. Mm. you do you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 I think it's fine. I think it's all good. Yeah. I think that the tricky part and the thing which is often overlooked. Is at the end of the day, it's the individual's decision how much yeah. they use the device. Yeah. It's the individual's decision how much it yeah. integrates into their life. Yes, people can put fun shit on your computer, on your yeah. iPad, but theoretically, if you've developed the tools to control your behavior, you should be able to limit it. It is just taking over though. Mm, like it's getting I harder, walk into more home difficult. room at like eight forty-five in the morning, mm. and everyone's just on their computers playing Minecraft, playing this yeah. other game they all like moment yeah. and they're not even they're like talking to each other but they're not looking at each and, other yeah and right. at lunch and stuff everyone goes yeah. into like the media room and, yeah, and, and, and there's this big tv stupid like that. videos um, and stuff and right, they just right. watch videos and play games and stuff and it's, they do it every once right it's like every recess so yeah. they're not really getting out and kicking the footy and running around and stuff it's oh like, i'd love to do that yeah yeah but no one knows that yeah. i feel like We've kind of detected though that Muay Thai or any sort of training like that pulls you out of that world, yeah, which I think I love. That's it why I love going to Muay yeah. Thai mm, mm. in the afternoon. Yeah, sport and stuff. Yeah, like I play a lot of frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Ultimate frisbee. Ah. Cool. Yeah, you don't know that at school, but is that I, a team game? You yeah. need a team yeah. to play yeah. ultimate so, frisbee. That's yeah. so fun. Is it? Is it? Is it tackling? No, no it's that's it's not contact. About it. <laughs> but I've been smacked in the face by frisbees yeah. a lot. And it's a bit scary yeah, still because they're like because you're like whipping the frisbee. Yeah. I tried out for the um, Victorian team <laughs> and I'm put on as like a sub. So if anyone gets sick, I'll go on it. But, That's wicked. Um, Have you played yet? I've been to a few like training things, but um, yeah, like people, some people are like eight and they could throw the frisbee like. 500 meters. Weapon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's technique based. You really yeah. need to have this like r- flick of the wrist yeah, style to get yeah. resistance. You need, like, need like a good forehand. <laughs> right. Okay. That's, that's like the, the difference between someone that's good and bad at frisbee. Okay. Down to technique. Yeah. yeah. 
Very cool. I like it. So, Jake, you talked a little bit about how you found Muay Thai. That was because you'd kind of, you'd done some mandatory school sports in another school, found they weren't really for you, you weren't digging them, and you'd done a little bit of martial arts training, and you thought, I'll try Muay Thai. I assume you kind of just found dominance yourself? Yeah, because, like, it's right in, like, the center of, like, Richmond. Um, and everyone kind of and knows it. Everyone just drives past it. And it's pretty... Everyone's seen it. Because yeah. it's one of those main arterials, isn't it? If you go from East Melbourne to the city, yeah. or any either way, yeah. you can only really go along Victoria yeah. Street or whatever it is. Yeah. And so everyone sees it. So if anyone wants to try it, like MMA or anything, or Muay Thai or Jiu-Jitsu or anything, then they kind of know where to do it. Mm. Um, that's the spot. It's the inner eastern suburbs yeah. only place to. Well, there's other places to train, but it's well known. It's been yeah. there for a long time. And mm. good gym. Mm. Mm. Good gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I, from moving from my old school, there was like a two month period where I wasn't doing any exercise at all, mm. and I was just playing Overwatch. <laughs> right. The whole time. First person shooter. Yeah. And sweet. I loved it. Overwatch was like the best thing in the world and it was all I would look forward to. And I got really unfit for like a month or two. And so I started doing this and I was just like that first month was like hell. It started like cardio. It's that first hurdle that sucks, right? Yeah, yeah. But now it's like, you know, whatever. Like I used mm-hmm. to not be able to run like at all without having breaks, but now I go for like I don't know, five and ten K runs. Mm, you can just bust it out. Yeah, it's that cool uh, positive implications to other things outside of training, which is I really like from it too. Yeah, like if I, I don't, uh, because it's so cardio based, but you're so technique focused that you barely even figure about the cardio. You're still tr- you're trying to perfect your punches and your kicks and your movement. You're inherently at the same time doing a pretty high intensity cardio yeah. workout. Yeah, um, short bursts of super high yeah. intensity. And then you find, oh, I haven't run for months. You go for a 5K jog and you're like, mm, I can just bust that out. You go for a 10K jog, I can bust that out. Mm. So it's pretty cool in that way. And I've, I've noticed a similar thing. I find I get a lot more hungry as well. Oh yeah, appetite-wise, it's crazy. And you can't put on weight, which is, is amazing, right? You can pretty much eat what you want. Yeah, like sometimes I like eat lunch and then I'm like, oh, I'm still hungry. So I yeah, eat another school lunch. So bad Double time. lunch. Yeah, and then I, like, yes. like yesterday, I ate so much <laughs> food. He's still a string bean. Yeah, Jeez. <laughs> 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 <Good>. you guys. <laughs> Although I can get away with it because yeah. of the training. Yeah. If I didn't train, yeah. I'd be one chubby little dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ebs, how did you fall into Muay Thai? Well, um, I had this friend in year seven um, and she really wanted to try out like a boxing or like a Muay Thai anyway. I was like, oh, no, I don't really want to, you know. Mm. She was like, no, no, you have to do it. Come with me. And so anyway, I got mum to book the trial and stuff for Oh, us. cool. So your folks, you told them about it. You're like, hey, I'm going to do this full contact sport where people kick each other in the head. Yeah. Mom, I had no me? idea what it was. She right. just wanted to try it and I was just going to go along with it. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, anyway, then it gets to like a week before and she's like, oh, I've actually moved back to where my mum lives, which is like far away. And she's like, I won't be able to do it. Mm. I'm like, I don't want to do it then. 
and mom goes, no, you're doing it. Oh, I don't want to do it, mom. Because your little, your bud was meant to come with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I was system. meant to go with her and then she just leaves me. But anyway, lucky I did it. So mom you just turned up. Mom made me do it. So I just went and I did it. And I was like, oh, God, I love this. You got the bug as soon as you turned yeah. up sort of thing. And it was overcoming that first class, which is the car, the class. Was that one of the harder parts of it? Just turning up the first time, do you reckon? Yeah. Because I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. She wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it. Right, okay. Yeah. I love that your mum pushed yeah. you to do it. Thanks, mum. That's mom. so cool. Thanks, mum. Shout yeah. out to mums. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get my dad to book a trial a bit earlier. Like, when I was in, like, year eight yeah. years ago. But yeah. he was like, no. Nah. No, nah, oh, really? Nah. Because I was pretty small, and it was, I was like 13 or something, and mm. like, it's, like, I saw it on YouTube and everything, and it looked pretty cool, mm. um, all the kicks and everything, I so. believe you said that, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Zero. And this is, <laughs> and the first time I went, there's this coach that we have, and he's like, fully Thai, mm. and he, um, you don't really understand much of what he's saying, mm-hmm. and he's pretty funny, um, I love him, but he's like. Like, if you don't know him, then he's very, like, straightforward with... Like, Seems everything. stern. Yeah. Very stern. Yes, yeah. Well, he's actually pretty funny. But The Thai yeah. way, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. like, smile. He thinks it's hilarious yeah. that he's probably very stern. Yeah. But yeah. You, once you get him, <laughs> he's probably a funny dude. Yeah. And you can take... Yeah. yeah. And he's, um... Like, everyone that's new, like, always finds it so weird having a Thai coach. Because mm. you can't really understand he what he's saying. He speaks a bit of English. Yeah, yeah, a bit. And he always texts us asking about yeah. weird Western things. Ah, exactly. what a he texted us about this song once. Like, what does this song mean? He texted me this morning. I feel like he has a very good rapport with you guys. This is one of the trainers at, at Dominance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a lovely dude. <laughs> yeah, he sent this to me. He said, Hi, what song mean? You are the reason. It's always like these really deep and meaningful like songs. He's like, what does it mean? Oh, wow. He was very inquisitive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so I got there and he was, like, he always kind of finds it funny when there's new people that don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's also a bit like, he yeah. can't help himself. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's hard not to because it, it's, it's such a progressive sport. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're physically not very able to do it to start with right yeah. the movements uh it'd be like trying to get a guy who's played football his life to try and do ballet mm. and the the physiology required is so different yeah. the dynamicism the movement and yeah. articulation of limbs mm-hmm. whether you mean to or not you just look funny as fuck yeah. when you start out yeah. like my legs just couldn't yeah. lift up yeah. high enough and man, like if I was a trainer, I would find it hilarious. They do so well to not yeah, laugh all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys have talked about how you got into it. What yeah. makes you keep coming back? Some oh. days I get out of bed and I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I know like, the feeling. And especially it's winter and it's cold and oh, it's so oh. hard to stretch. And yes. Anywhere above the legs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, that's painful, but. It's also really fun. Yeah. Um, like, there are some days where you just get kicked in the head, like, seven times in, like, ten, ten minutes. Yeah, you don't want that. And I'm it's like... Back. It's, it's hard. If you, if yeah, you take a hard it shot, it, it can be uh, confronting, right? Yeah. Because I guess what they teach you to do is intelligently defend yourself. Yeah. And by and large, you, you can turn up to many, many training sessions without getting touched 
basically. Yeah. Yeah. But if you get sloppy, there is a risk that you will get kicked. Now these are or punched. These people are wearing pads and gloves and shins, and there's it's controlled sparring. So we're not talking yeah. people trying to knock each other out. Yeah, you get some. You, on occasion, you'll get someone who's gung ho. Yeah. Generally, they get humbled by someone much better yeah. very quickly. Yeah. But you want to always be controlling the environment, yeah. right? So if someone's going very hard, just like the digital devices, it's on you to say, look, yeah. dude, you need to calm the fuck down because yeah. we're just training yeah. and this is an intermediate class yeah. and it's technique focused. Yeah. So, but yeah, I totally get it. That, like if you take a, a shot, you can even walk into a shot. It can be your yeah. fault, right? Yeah. You try and throw a punch and you walk into someone's yeah. kick. Like I've done oh, stupid shit, shit like that. Yeah. And you're like, that really hurt my yeah. So I guess it can be confronting like that. And I guess the the will to overcome that and be like well that sucked i had a bad training session and i felt like i was crapper than everybody to come back i think there's like a there's something that you really get out of it and i guess for me personally it is the feeling like i'm at any given session whether i suck or or have a good one i still feel like i've evolved in some way like i've learned something every single class Um, and i think that's that probably applies for a lot of sports but would you guys have similar sort of experiences or is that what, like to keep coming back even when you have a bad session is yeah. it the physical part that you keep staying fit yeah. yeah there's a lot of people that come through the teens program at the gym that are like 16 or 17 year old guys and they come from just like normal gyms so there's mm. like all about you know being buff and everything yes right and just meet they've been lifting weights and, and so they come into the gym and they just want to do like sparring and yeah all that kind of stuff they just want to fight, fight straight away but, I want right. to fight and right, right, right. then when these kids are, are like massive um coming in like they try to do sparring sometimes and if they spar against someone like these little Thai guys that are mm. that are like this big mm. um they just get the shit kicked out yeah. of them mm. because they they push the the force right yeah. Yeah. like if you spar with someone experienced generally they only hit you as hard as you hit them yeah so you get these younger peeps throwing hard punches mm. and they are humbled very quickly mm. because it's not just not the approach, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why a lot of people leave as well. Like a lot of people leave from the team program that are guys that just don't like it because mm. there's not much sparring in it. Um, and like, I'm not getting anywhere. Yeah. You actually have to learn technique before you want to get in the ring. And that's really fine. interesting because if they ever got in the ring, holy lord, you would not want to be in full contact no. fighting sport without no. really knowing what the hell you're no. doing. Like you could get yeah. unconsciousified yeah. real quick. Yeah. Like that's crazy. And so it's, they don't. You find that the people who drop out from those from like a team progression thing mm. generally get impatient with their progress. Yeah, that's, what it is. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But then if you look at the adults program at the gym. Um, People come in, and a lot of people come in, and they're very happy about it, and they're like, you know, whatever, just goes yummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's really good. But you know, when people come in and they're just new and they act like they own the place. And, yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty tough. Yeah. You realize very quickly what tough actually is, mm-hmm. and it's being able to get a shot or be patient when you don't feel you're progressing, you just keep turning up, right? Yeah. I found out of all the things I've learned from Muay Thai, the, the need to just turn up seems to be the most important thing you can learn, mm. is just showing up every session, or as many sessions as you can. Yeah. Um, okay, so maybe let's talk through... Uh, can, you, can you remember the first time you sparred, Ebs? 
Um, God, it was a while ago. I've been doing it for three years now. Jeez, that's very good. That's yeah. a long, pretty bloody long time to be doing it. Um, Talk us through maybe your first interclub fight. Because okay. I, I just missed seeing you fight. I turned up oh, just you after did. you finished. Yeah. And there was a jubilant uh, Eb sitting down ringside who had just fought her first interclub fight, which is basically other gyms all get together and with protective gear on to an extent, shin guards and limited Muay Thai rules. So no elbows, uh, basically no elbows in a controlled environment. They do like three two-minute rounds or two two-minute rounds. Yeah, which is, you know, pretty... It goes really fast. A lot can happen. Before it started, but yeah. A, a lot, lot can happen in two two-minute yeah. rounds. So it was maybe just talk us through your experience of your first interclub fight. Because if you go to Muay Thai and you train for like, let's say six months, maybe a year, you could theoretically start doing those things um, that soon. But you'd probably want to take a little while before yeah, you no. do that. Um, well, yeah, I've been doing it for three years. And my coach has only just let me do an interclub. And I didn't want mm. to rush into it either. Like, no, it no. Was, like, I was just ready. And it's good because my coach, he doesn't want you to get hurt. He really mm. cares about his fighters. He didn't want me getting, like, kicked in the head or anything. Like, you have to learn a lot before you actually get in the ring. Mm. For your own safety, I guess. It, yeah, to be able to intelligently yeah, defend, defend yourself. Defend yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, but... Well, I did my interclub in May this year, and yeah, I was ready, but you know, you I was seem still very nervous ready. and stuff. Mm. Um, and you've got like twenty people, thirty people sitting down watching. It's fight after fight after yeah. fight. Your name gets called up. You're in the ring, sort of thing. And this is serious. All of a sudden, it's sparring, yeah. but it's when you're in a ring like that, you for the first in sparring, you're kind of trying to learn. In the ring like that, you're trying to win. Yeah. That's a different yeah. mindset, yeah. right? So you, although you try to win in sparring, and we all do, mm-hmm. like it's it's like one of you is going to come out of this yeah. having won. So yeah. what do you remember of it? Um, well, leading up to my fight, because I'm pretty light, I'm not a heavy person. Um, O'Neill couldn't find anyone for mm. me to fight. Anyway. Hashtag good that her coach was actually trying to find someone of her size yeah. and not chuck her into. But he couldn't find anyone, so I ended up being against a state champ. Oh, great. (laughs) In a way, it made me feel better because I knew there was never any pressure on me. Like, Mm. he's not like that. No one's like that. But, um, you know, it's a bit scary, like state champ. Yeah, that's that's fairly intimidating. Um, You know they've had a few bites. But I felt better because I knew she was controlled and she wasn't going to hurt me. Because she's right. obviously got a lot of experience in the ring. And she knew how old I was and that I've never done anything. How old is she? Older than me. Okay. Wow. That's a good little hurdle yeah. to get over for your first uh, intercom. Um, anyway, but she, I guess intercom, she, it's like 70%, I guess. You don't want to like kill each other. Yeah, so inspiring you, you... You talk about how hard you're going at each other generally in percent. And I guess when you're technical sparring and training every day, you might aim to be around like at most maybe 50, 60%. Unless you're doing an advanced class, then they might go like 80, 90 to the body and maybe 60 to the head, you know. But when you're in interclub, they kind of, what percentages approximately? 70, 80 maybe. Yeah, so it's pretty, things are coming fast. But I guess once you get into it, 
when th- when you get into the movement of, of yeah. hands and feet and stuff moving at that pace, you click into that gear yeah. and you can do it. Um, yeah. but I guess at the like a bit before my fight, I I was nervous, obviously, mm. but I felt okay because I knew she wasn't going to kill me. Whereas if I was fighting someone else who'd never done an indie club, they could have been a bit messy, you know, how they kind of just flop onto you yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And, and throwing 100%. A lot of, a lot of punches. Mm, 100% punches, trying yeah. to just walk you into a corner and yeah. bang away. So, yeah. yeah, she was really nice and I was happy to come out with a draw. That's very yeah. impressive. I'm so I was happy with that. And just like the endless support from my <coughs> coaches in the corner. Like they're always telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel so much better when you're in the ring. Mm. Yeah. Very good. And you came away from that, I assume, feeling like your confidence levels yeah, had increased Yeah, I wanted somewhat. to do it again straight away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was re- And the adrenaline, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I was like <gasps> jumping around for like half an hour yeah, after because I was spiked. like so hyped up. There's yeah. not too many things in life that would give you a yeah. kick like that adrenaline-wise. Yeah. no. I think if you were to put a heart rate monitor on you, it would be like oh, jumping off a, a, a bungee yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, okay, very cool. Uh, okay, so let's just talk about goals. And do you guys have any goals related to, to training um, that you've set for yourselves at this point? Not that. Eh? <laughs> no? Just happy no, training? I guess. I know. Um, I'm only 16, so I guess go hard and just try your best mm-hmm. see where it's going to take me I don't know yeah I think I'll fight one day mm-hmm. maybe and I'll see how I go but I don't know whether I'm going to do MMA or Kijong Jays or boxing or right whatever, but for now I mean I'm going into club on Sunday this Sunday oh really <laughs> I might have to come and check it out yeah, yeah um, at the same place yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah um so that's exciting. That's cool. Kind of freaking me out about it, but uh, you'll be fine, man. You'll be um, good. I uh, trust me. We've sparred many times. You've yeah. improved even greatly since I've known you. So yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, so hopefully I won't die. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. But after that, I think I'll just keep training, see how I go. Um, maybe by the time I'm like 20, I'll fight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because. What, in like the amateur fights, it's like 10 ounce gloves, is it? 12. 12. Yeah, I think it's 12. So it's 12 ounce yeah, gloves, 12. and no shin pads, and no headgear. So, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I mean, they're kind of cool, so I might do that one day. But. It's a pretty good goal, I think, to have something like that to work yeah. towards. And I think the beauty of it is, is that even if you're training, you're inherently achieving something regardless of what you end yeah. up doing with it. Yeah. yeah. People could train for years and just train and never fight and still get a yeah. lot out of Muay Thai, which mm-hmm. I like about it. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask the doing epic stuff post-fight interview questions, mm-hmm. as I call them. Okay. This is kind of the tail end. Yeah. So I'll start with you, Ebs. What yeah. was the greatest obstacle uh, that you've overcome so far with Muay Thai and how did you go about it? Mm. It can be training, it can be stepping into the ring for interclubs, it can be injury, it could just be turning up in the um, morning. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I guess I've, since my interclub, I've noticed a massive increase in my fitness. 
mm. and I'm getting through everything much easier. And also, since I started running, makes a big difference, I've doesn't it? It's become so much better, and it just makes everything easier. Okay, That's good. Cool. So the fitness, the fitness part of it, just making sure you're being disciplined to train to get in those extra kind of things, which are kind of like parallel training methods, not just turning up for the sessions, yeah. but complementing them with yeah. running and that sort of thing. That's a challenge for you, yeah. but you see the results pretty quickly. And I guess the interclub was a massive achievement. Dude, at 15? Yeah. Like, that's great. 16? 16. Like, at 16, oh, man, I yeah. wasn't doing interclubs. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Yeah. Like, that, that is crazy yeah. impressive. And I guess it's a good introduction to if I do fight one day, I know, you know, how I will react in the ring. I'm not going to, like, freak out. That is a very, uh, like, valuable life skill that a lot of people never, ever learn Mm -hmm. in their life. Birth to grave, they never actually work out how they're going to respond in a scary situation. that's what I, like, really wanted to know. And I think my coach as well before I do, if I get in the ring one day, he wanted to see how I do react, if I was going to, like, mm. freak out. Mm. But I didn't ask. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Jake? My goals. Um, oh, yeah. over, what's your oh, greatest obstacle to overcome? Um, well, for me, there are a few, like, not eating really badly. Mm. Keeping your nutrition good. I, and you work at a burger joint. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to be easy. I work at a burger place. And, and they're good burgers. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But they have like, um, we make like vegan burgers now and they're still not great for you. But Shout outs to Huxter Burger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, that, what else? I think when I first started, I remember the first time I sparred, it was in the teens class and this is one kid that used to come to the teens class that was like 17 um and he was pretty like fast yeah and he used to go pretty hard Mm. and at the start it was like you know it was a bit scary (laughs) pretty intimidating having someone going hard at you like that yeah yeah and so he goes pretty hard and it's kind of good for me at least i found like in the long term because it kind of builds you up for sparring. Yeah, I guess it's really better good. to get hit when you're training. This was like last year, and I sparred with him like last week for the first time in like a few months, and we were pretty even. So good, it's kind of good to get that um, out of it. But what else? Like sparring with the fighters and stuff. Scary, right? These guys like they're sparring with people who are on fight cards at main event fights in Australia. So these are, we train day to day with people who in two or three weeks will be up fighting in stadium fights. And yeah, that's, that is in and of itself pretty intimidating uh, and scary, right? And they're, they're the guys you train with, but you you find that you, they have, you get, you develop such a good rapport with them that you know that they're going to look after you to an extent. They're not trying to knock you out. They're trying to help you to develop. And I find that the most senior people generally have that in common. They're yeah. trying to help you to develop rather than be dicks about, hey, I'm better than you. Yeah. 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 No. It's like you can see a lot on people coming to the team that have trained for like a few months, but um, 
are really hard sparring to kind of push someone. But mm. there are guys that have been training for like seven years that are still pretty easy. And yes. You can, and they still hit you a lot, but it's not hard. You can still tell that they're a lot better than you, but... Yes, they're kind of just practicing funny shit that yeah. they like to try, Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really have much sting yeah. in the punch. And you know no. that if they wanted to, yeah. it could be very painful. Yeah. <laughs> the other day someone did a cartwheel kick on me. Nice. And that was... That's athletic. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like that kind of funny shit that just goes on. I laugh about it. Um, okay, so the next one is, how has the journey changed you, do you think? Like, from, in terms of either physically, mentally, spiritually, your outlook on life, or your, you said before, your ability to kind of focus on things, get you away from the devices is, is I think, is um, a very good thing. Well, going back to, like, school and relating it back to school, I have a lot of friends that don't do anything after school. They don't get their homework done, but they don't do anything. They sit at home and do nothing. Um, but, like, say us, uh, we train till, like, I don't know, eight every mm, night yeah. and still get all of our homework done. Mm. I find that people who do more get their work done because we have to always be motivated. Self-motivated yeah. as well. Mm. It's really teaching that, isn't it? It's yeah. like only you decide mm-hmm. to turn up to training at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Only you decide to do your homework yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of see that there's been a, a benefit to that it applies to other things you do, like studying and, and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Yourself, Jake? Um, well, I think, like, exercise is very kind of satisfying, mm. I guess, once you get it done and you just kind of know that you don't really have the, any obligation to do it, but you still do and still get out. And it's like a relief as well. Yeah, such so a good, good stress reliever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what could be better than... Punching or kicking something. Yeah, I, I always um, procrastinate a lot of my work, and mm-hmm. I don't really get it done until last minute. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, Everyone's different. Like some people but, only operate like that. Yeah. I, I know people in business who still operate like that. Yeah, and but like when I get into the gym, it's like I just wake up a whole lot, and it's just about training, and that's where I forget it. Um, mm. And even like days where you know there's stuff that happens happens outside of school and the gym and everything, you know, you still get there and still do it and it's just like a, what, like two and a half hours where you just forget about it. There's not much else in the brain than just training. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of, it doesn't really matter what mindset you're in before you step in there. You generally, I don't think I've ever stepped out of there not being totally in a different mindset, just in this like blissfully exhausted but like relaxed Yeah, and at school, I find that, because at school a lot of people annoy me. Mm-hmm. I'm just one of those It's the same people. in business. Don't yeah. worry about it. It yeah, never changes. It's called saying. life. People don't get yeah. less annoying. Trust me. Yeah, everyone annoys me and they make me angry. And I go to Muay Thai and everyone there, I just love everyone there. Mm. They're like great people. Mm. And I leave and I'm like, help me. Yeah, everyone's yeah. kind of found their zen at Muay Thai. Yeah. Like the people you train with all kind of share that. Yeah. In that you go through this adversity together and you develop these bonds which are kind of like they're different bonds they're almost stronger bonds than someone you might go through school with because you have to go to school this is something you're all choosing to do together that's tough you know that's cool Uh, is there anything you you would change about your the journey you've taken so far with Muay Thai 
No. I'm pretty happy where I'm where I'm doing, I guess. Mm. Um I went to mm-hmm. went to learn the catwalk kick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of like and like taekwondo kicks, like all the spinning things that look mm. really cool. Fancy. Like I would really like to try that. But I've never used it. Though. Yeah, and they look yes. really fun. But if you ever tried to do it, you would just look like a total idiot. And all the spinning kicks. And you see people side like trying to do it on the bag sometimes. Yeah. Like don't. You yeah, this is embarrassing. Like Absolutely. Here's the problem with that stuff, right? If you ever use that against someone, like if someone tries to spin kick me or do something fancy like that, I'm going to go hard at them yeah. because I'm like, I feel this like guy's, that's a kick that could knock me out. So yeah. I'm going to go at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the problem. They, they can be done really well, but they need to take a lot of training. Yeah. And, and generally, people just do it a few times. They're like, oh yeah, I can do it. Yeah, no, it needs to be drilled a lot, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I don't know. Like that. Um, but otherwise, generally, how like how early you started training and and your progression through, you're happy with how it's gone so far. Um, yeah, I mean, we're both like still teenagers, so mm-hmm. you have a lot of time to yeah, get training. Exactly. It's not yeah. like you'd want to say, well, like Thai kids might start at like four, four, yeah, five, six, right? So I hear a lot of people at the gym kind of saying, not necessarily this gym, but in in my training history so far, I've heard people say, oh, I wish I started younger, like the Thais, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, but. Um, you know, like I, I feel like it's not really even about that because yeah. it's your own journey mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. And you having six months experience is infinitely better trained and more dangerous mm-hmm. than you having zero experience yeah. at any yeah. age. Yeah. You could pick it up at 60 and you'd be more of yeah. a weapon with six months of, mm-hmm. of training behind you. Yeah, so, well, I started when I was like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy I did. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a, a really good age to do it, I think. So thanks to mum and my friends. Shout out to mum. Shout out to yeah, the friend who didn't turn you. up. Well played. Yeah. Um, okay, and is there any advice you'd give to someone who maybe isn't following your this sort of path? Um, maybe a, a peer who is very device oriented. Um, yeah, is there any advice you'd give them about Muay Thai or the journey you've taken or even how to get in to follow something like you've done? What? How can they do it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it takes a lot to sign up for trial at an MMA gym. Um, it's pretty intimidating, right? Yeah. Why isn't it like, why don't they like, turn up to school? I was at really little when I started. Like, mm. I'm not a big person. I was even little. Mm. And it's not like a, it's not like a happy fairy looking <laughs> no. environment. It's like yeah. big yeah. and there's tough dudes. Black and red and, you know, yeah. all these colours. Yeah. And you walk in and there's people kicking the bag <laughs> and tags and yeah. stuff. Yeah. What? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. elbows and stuff yeah. and the sounds they make when yeah. yeah yeah it's scary <laughs> it is scary I remember <laughs> when I started gym was so quiet like you walk in now it's just buzzing but mm. when I started there was no one there mm, interesting there was like two yeah. teams right yeah, I when I started it was just you me and um, Joseph mm. yeah and mm. I think Nisha so how do you get, how, how can you guys, how do you, what do we, what do you say to people? Like, what can you say to people to get them into it? Or what do you, what have you learned from getting into it that you would say, ah, oh, I thought this, but I, actually it was this. Like, is it easier than you thought it was going to be? Yeah. Is it, is it just about turning up once yeah. and you'll get the bug? Yeah. yeah once or twice. Mm-hmm. So you see if you like it or not. Maybe go with a bud. Yeah, definitely. Try with a friend yeah, if you're. Yeah. 
And most of these places are, are free for the first sessions. Yeah. So you got to keep in mind. Like yeah. you can turn up to this shit and probably do three or four sessions for free. And because they only make money off subscriptions, mm. they'll allow you to do that. So there's yeah. not any risk financially. Yeah. yeah. And all the coaches, like, they might seem scary because they're like a Muay Thai coach, but mm. they're like the nicest people. Man, they're funny. So they're funny nice. dudes. So funny, yeah. Like, once they realize that they can relax a bit yeah. around you, yeah. they are pretty yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Like, I mean, it's just like try it, I guess. Mm. Give it a crack. Ask yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Everyone will answer. Mm. Everyone's nice. Like yeah. even the guys that would kick the shit out of you. you know, yeah, they're like the nicest guys ever. Mm. Yeah. Do you guys think if if a gym was to come to your school, yeah. as opposed to gyms expecting people to come to them, that you'd get a lot more people trying it? Let's say mm. the gym turned up with eight sets of gear, they told the school a month in advance, if eight people want to try this, this gym's turning up for this day, come in and learn some basic Muay Thai. Do you think that they would be, people would sign up for that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and then I guess they'd tell, I guess their family about it, friends about it, this is really cool. Mm. Then maybe people would be like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. And like, yeah, no, it wasn't scary. So. Mm. Kicking kind of sucks until you get good at it. Yes, like, yeah, but, the, but, but the feeling see, of goodness is yeah, still there yeah. even when you suck at it, right? Yeah. Kicking something kind of feels good. Yeah, but it's yeah. that you have to have that mindset that no, it's going to take a while to get good. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. still working on so many aspects of my kicking and punching. Yeah, samesies. Yeah. All the aspects. Yeah. So that's something that I'm going to keep that in mind. Maybe I'll try to talk to Dominance about that at some point yeah, and try and get them to come to a school mm-hmm. and run a, a session. Something like that. And I think they'll, they'll find that there'll be a lot more people like-minded like yourselves yeah. who haven't done it just simply because they haven't... That initial barrier to step into a big fucking scary yeah. place is a big one. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. yeah. So the King's class starts at 5.15 and they usually just come straight after school. But like, they'll get there at like 4 and kind of just sit around and do homework. But on the other side of the mats there's Jiu-Jitsu and there's a kid's class for that. Mm-hmm. But there's not a kid's class for Muay Thai. And I feel like it would be cool to have a. There used to be a kids class for more time. What is kids? What's kids' age? Kids' age is ten. It's around ten. Little peeps. There's really little people. Yeah, and yeah, but it's pretty fun though. Like even kids just kicking bags and stuff. Yeah, I remember when they did it, and the kids dumb. loved it. Yeah. Well, the the other thing that's beauty beautiful when you're uh, that young is that you don't really have those limitations of your limb articulation mm. yet. Like, you can just kind of whip yeah. your legs around because you yeah. don't really have fixed um, capsule, like, heavy... You're not as solid by the, the tendons and your muscles and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the reason they haven't done that traditionally is because people have always perceived Muay Thai as full contact sport and quite a yeah. dangerous one. Yeah, maybe. Um, but from the ages of, like, 6 to, to 13, it doesn't have to be contact. There's so much yeah. to learn from the technique... Mm. And from hitting the, the learning how to yeah. catch, and pads like every and, little kid wants to punch something. Like man, you see doesn't? action movies and stuff. I know cartoons. Right. I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And the other day, a few weeks ago, they taught the kids in the jiu-jitsu class how to do triangle chokes. Wow. And so I look over on that side of the mats, and that's all they do. Wow. And so cool. Choking so out cool. each other. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. I, I think BJJ is really good for yeah. kids in the confidence stakes. And I think it appeases yeah. parents that there's no striking, mm. which I can understand mm. up to a certain age. It's, it's totally understandable. Yeah. Um, last question. Is there any sort of tips or podcasts or anything that you can recommend to people who that you yourselves consume relating to Muay Thai or anything? It doesn't even have to relate to Muay Thai, but... Yeah, is there anything that you use as a guide or an inspiration or to keep you on track with training? Um, there might not be. I don't think I really have anything. Yeah. But. Um, I don't know. Just go. Just turn up. Yeah. I guess when you're not motivated, you've got to be determined and just keep on going. Like, even if you're not good at it, if you turn up to as many sessions as you can, then your coach is going to recognize that. And you they encourage you yeah, too, right? Yeah. They're pretty good for that. They're kind of, in addition to getting to turn up and learn, you almost get, as long as you keep turning up, someone who convinces you you should turn up yeah. more, which is pretty good. And you yeah. don't even have to do it to fight. Like I started and I was like, cool, fitness, yay. Because I was doing tennis as well at the time. Mm. Um, and I remember my coach asked me when I was like 13 to join the adult classes. Ah. And um, me and my parents were like, yeah cool cool yeah and talk to my parents he talks to my parents a lot which is really good yeah that's good because that's a good i am young and mm-hmm. he needs to check on everything mm. he's like okay can i start hitting you harder now yeah okay cool because yeah. he reassures him reassures them that you are at the stage you need to be yeah. um to experience more adversity yeah in training shout out to o'neill <laughs> Um, <laughs> thumbs up and Jake anything yourself you pretty much you just turn up yeah. just get the shit done as long as you go that's all it matters like, it's like most of life man yeah. Yeah. I'm a 36 year old it, that rule doesn't change yeah you just gotta turn up to stuff yeah and you start I started like loving it more and more and I'm still like loving it more and more the more I go because you form relationships with people mm. you know become better friends better relationship with your coaches you know they're not like just your coach they're like your friend as well mm. which is nice yeah it is a very supportive environment yeah. i think and that that is especially for people who don't haven't had that before mm. i would recommend that you try it simply because you haven't tried mm. anything like this before because it is it's something that you might not be able to get any other way yeah. and a lot of people never do i think it's worth trying and because i am cool. like we're both young and um, O'Neill's like always like, like, are you okay? They're like so supportive. Mm, I noticed them always like checking the up on you guys. Good. Oh, that's just so good. Mm. Yeah. Jake and Ebony, thank you for your thank time. You. It's been a pleasure to have you thank on my you. podcast. so much for listening to this episode of the doing epic stuff podcast for the latest doing epic stuff happenings you can find us at facebook.com forward slash doing epic stuff or for inquiries you can contact me directly on mike at doing epic stuff.com we out